You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, Utopia. Hello. How's it going? Hey, uh, Gregor, uh, doing okay. Uh, what's up? Nothing. I was thinking about your radio show and the problems that you have with it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I was thinking what your radio show needs is an advice columnist. And, and, and how do you mean exactly? Like, like someone that just comes on each week and dispenses wisdoms? No, they wouldn't just dispense wisdom. They'd, somehow you'd have to set it up that you could take viewer mail or viewer voicemail or emails or something. So someone would write to this right. person, you know, mm-hmm. Dr. Love or whatever they're going right. to be. You know, you give advice. Right. Well, you, I mean, but you see, that that's basically what I already do. You know, I, I mean, I get, I give people advice. You know, I mean, I I, I try to. You know, that, you that's mean in your bit, personal life? I'm talking about on your radio show. No, I mean on the radio show. I mean, that's, you know, that's often often the case. You know, sometimes, you know, I'm called upon by friends and family to uh, what are you talking solve about? matters of the heart. And you are, You're talking about on the radio show that you do in your mind? You know what I mean. I mean, I you know, I, I try to help people out. And I don't know at all what you mean. Your format, as far as I can tell, is that you... You complain about your life, but I've never heard you give anybody advice. No, you know, I mean, I, I give, you know, homespun wisdoms and stuff like and that. First of all, let me just clarify. I wasn't talking necessarily about you giving advice. I was mm-hmm. saying there should be something on your show where oh, a person gives advice. Oh, I see. I see. So, you, so you're saying someone else, and, 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 and who, do you, who do you think this person should be? Well, let's not jump ahead. I'm just saying that a person giving advice should mm-hmm. be qualified to give advice. Right, I, and? Their life should be better than most people's, not a horrible, sad little mess. Mm-hmm with like a half-eaten bowl of spaghetti drying up on the table from last night that you never bothered to put away. All right. All right. So so am I to gather from what you're saying that uh, you're, you're referring to yourself? You want to address the gorilla in the room? Of course I'm the person. Who else would be the person? What would right. I be calling to suggest that you should get James Carville as your spokesman? I mean, what are you talking about? Yes, me, me. Get it out of your system. Me. Right. Can I, can I say something? If you wish. You, you give terrible advice. You see, that doesn't hurt my feelings at all because it's coming from someone who wouldn't know good advice from bad. Do you remember what you told me to do when, when, I, when, I, when I mentioned to you that my neighbor was letting his dog to relieve himself on my fence? I do. You suggested I that I... get th- meatballs and stuff them full of acetamycin and roll them over the fence. And what did you do? I, I, I didn't do that. Instead, I spoke with my neighbor. Yeah, see, that's not me giving bad advice. That's you not listening to my advice. You, you were suggesting that I poison my neighbor's dog. I was not suggesting that you poison the dog. I was suggesting you put poisoned meatballs out. If your dog steals someone else's meatballs and eats them and they happen to be full of poison, that's not my problem. And, and what, that's your solution to everything? Like, like, like you know, dear Gregor, uh, what, what should I do about my boss who undermines me at work? Uh, feed him poisoned meatballs? That's no, going to be your answer not, for no, everything? No, not feed him poisoned meatballs necessarily. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's plenty of dishes that you could poison. Okay, look, here, I happen to have today's paper lying on my desk, okay? Let, let, why don't we just try a little test to, just to showcase uh, some of your uh, advice-giving abilities, all right, or lack of. Do, do you read Dear Abby? I've read Dear Abby. No, you see, there is a lady who knows how to give good advice. Okay. I mean, maybe she's not right 100% of the time, but she's got a pretty good batting average. Uh, right away, I want to stop you. Yeah. First of all, she's dead, and someone else is writing Dear Abby, but go ahead. Well, whatever. All right. I don't um, mean to disillusion you. There's no Easter Bunny either. Uh-huh. Okay, here, for instance. All right, how would you answer this? All right, here. Dear Abby, I'm in my late 20s and have a close bond with a younger female cousin of mine. Sometimes when we go to a restaurant or a movie together, people give me funny looks. 
I guess they assume I'm an adult who is taking advantage of a younger lady. What can I do to get people to realize she's just a younger cousin? Okay, now, you see, Abby had this to say. Dear older cousin, ignore them. Evil is in the eye of the beholder. Don't make something your problem when it's really theirs. Okay, which is terrible advice. Why is that terrible advice? I think that's, I think that's pretty astute. Astute? This person wouldn't have written if they wanted the advice ignore the other people. They obviously have a problem. They obviously can't go out in public or to the movies without getting stared at. They don't want some schoolyard advice of, if those are your friends, then they're not really your friends. That's horrible advice. I think if someone wrote me a letter and said, I'm dating someone and people are giving me dirty looks, mm -hmm. I would say, stand up for yourself. Anyone looks at you, you turn to them and say, what are you looking at? And if a crowd gathers, you scream at them in a shrill voice. What are you all looking at? There's nothing to see here. And you keep it up until they leave you alone. Now, that's advice. But so let, let me just take note here that so far your advice has been poison meatballs and screaming. I would characterize it as direct action and open dialogue. Next right. question. Okay, here, here's one for you. My wife and I have been happily married for 35 years and have three grown children, a son and two daughters. My son, Joseph, is a Ph.D. psychologist and so is his wife, Renee. We are very proud of them both, but they have this thing about their male being addressed to them as doctor this includes birthday cards, and my two daughters are having a tough time with it. They feel their brother is distancing himself from them. Please give me your thoughts on this. Our family is not the same. Signed, Concerned Dad in New York. Uh, I've heard enough. Our, you, want, you want me to give my verdict on this, or you want to give her verdict No, first? No, go, go, go right ahead. Jump in. This guy is no son to me. He's dead to me. Forget him. That's my advice. You see, I think you're getting too emotionally worked up about this. A part of giving good advice is kind of keeping a cool head. What do you mean, keep it? Go ahead. This would be my advice, okay? Here's my letter. Yeah, let's hear your advice. This guy's got a problem because his son thinks he's, he's hot stuff because he's got a PhD. Well, I mean, you know, not Which, necessarily. By the way, they might as well print to... on toilet paper for all the good it does anybody in the world. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Dr. Somebody's got a PhD. Yeah. I would say, next time they're having family dinner, the patriarch of the father mm -hmm. fakes having a heart attack. He says, oh, I'm having pain on my left arm. And then he simulates all the cardiac arrest symptoms and then has... One of the sisters, as a confederate, screams something like, Oh, my God, someone call a doctor. And then he sits up and says, Oh, maybe we should call Mr. Big Shot Doctor over here. He's a doctor, isn't he? Doctor, doctor. And ridicule him into realizing that a Ph.D. is not a doctor. I think if someone can cut you open and sew you up like a Christmas turkey, mm -hmm. that's a doctor for you. Yeah. Someone who's got a few ideas about when your mom weaned you too early, you grew up and you don't trust people, is not a doctor. Why don't you call your plumber a doctor of the pipes? They know how to fix your toilet. That doesn't make them a doctor. Okay, now, can, can I read you um, Dear Abby's uh, response? Sure. Which I, I think is a little bit more measured. Wait, um, don't, tell, don't tell me. It, I'll tell you what she said. She said, why don't you sit down and have a talk with everyone and explain that it's hurtful that he needs to be addressed as doctor? Well, uh, no, actually. But, um, but you know, it's, it's again, I mean, it's, it's not quite as shrill as, 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 uh, as what you're offering. I'm okay? not shrill. You're, and violent. I'm right. not violent. Okay, here we are. Dear Concerned Dad, your son and his wife have earned the right to have their mail addressed as doctor and doctor, and that is how their mail should properly be addressed. This would be a small step in the right direction for your daughters. All I can think of is they're wildly insecure and they need to carry their professional credentials around on a stick. I have a solution, and it's neither violent nor shrill for people like that. Yeah, and what's that? Throw them in a bag, fill it full of rocks, tie it off, and throw it in the bay. You see, that, that's not how you deal with people. That's what my father taught me to deal with people like when I was growing up, when my dog was barking, my dad would say, shut up, Sparky, or I'll tie a rope around your neck and tie it to a bag of rocks and throw you in the bay. 
And even though he was a dog, he understood. He'd shut up. Well, that, you know, that explains a few things about you, I think. Yeah, well. All right, here, here's another one for you. You ready? Mm. Okay. How can I tell my dear husband of nearly 50 years that he talks too much? I have tried telling him that conversation is a two-way street and that as we grow older, we should talk less and listen more. You know, it's so easy to see what the solution is for this woman. Mm. She should have her own show on the CBC where she talks in a sad drone. Very nice. Okay. Can I finish reading? I dread having dinner with friends and family now. Oh, my God. What is this, a two-parter? It's, it's, I'm not finished the question. Knowing that at some point he will begin to hold court and the other diners will sit with glazed eyes, smothering their yawns and glancing at their I'm, watches. I'm, my, my eyes are glazed. I'm smothering my yawns. I, I get it. I, I, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but this problem is getting worse and I need some advice. Okay, here's my advice. She's saying my husband talks too much. My husband talks too much. Oh, he talks too much. Oh, did I tell you he talks too much? I'm ready to throw her in the bay with the rock bag around her neck, i got to say. <laughs> she is annoying. All right, okay. Uh, Dear Abby has to say, if your husband hasn't picked up on the social cues, glazed eyes, blah, 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 after nearly 50 years, you are, to put it mildly... Boring as hell. No. Long overdue for a frank talk with your spouse. See, this is how you learn. You know, you can learn from Dear Abby something. And then, you know, maybe one day when you have your own advice column... You know, people make fun of the barbarism of the old days, like when the Roman Empire was around and, like, the Caesars weren't pleased, so they'd be like, Caesar is not pleased, off with your head. Mm Mm-hmm. It simplifies life considerably. You should have the uh, Dear Caesar advice column. <laughs> now you're thinking every, like every single Every David. single answer is off of his head. <laughs> um, okay, here's a question of etiquette. Dear Abby, when walking through two sets of doors and someone holds both of them for you, when is the correct time to say thank you? Is it after the person holds the first door or the second? I have been wondering about this for quite some time. There's only one answer to that question. What's that? Dear Stupid... If you can't figure it out for yourself, I suggest you go to the rock store and pick out a few big juicy ones. Then stop by the bag and the rope store on the way to the bay. Love, Caesar. Boy, you're really you're really crotchety today, huh? <laughs> you know what dear Abby says? <laughs> what does she say? Well, she just says wonder no more. You say thank you twice. <laughs> oh, come on. You see, I mean, isn't it? I mean, that's that's much simpler, don't you think? Let me ask you a question, seriously. Mm-hmm. No joking around. Yeah. Who do you think benefits from reading either that question or that answer? Seriously. I mean, I, I'd say a wide variety of people. Oh, okay. Name one. Well, Name a person who doesn't know what you should do when someone does something like hold the door for you. I mean, come on. What do you need? An instruction book? How to open a door? These people need advice how to be a human being. I mean, come on. Okay, so so what are you saying? So this is what you would like to do? You'd like to be on my radio program, like, like insulting people? For... Not insulting people. I'm bringing a little sunshine to the world. That's What kind of sunshine is that? I know sometimes when I say my advice, it sounds harsh when I say... Well, it does sound if harsh. If a dog is barking, you should poison him with meatballs, or yeah. if your neighbor's making problems, you should throw him in the bay with rocks tied around his mm-hmm. neck with a bag of rocks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know the way that sounds. The thing is, you ever have a friend who's like, Hey, dude, you've got a little bit of egg sandwich on your chin. And you're like, oh, man, I've been walking around all morning. I was in a meeting, and no one told me I had egg sandwich on my face. It's your real friend who says that you have egg on your face. I'm the guy who just showed up to tell you, my friend, that you've got egg on your face. Let's just imagine you have some problems. And I know you don't have any problems. Right, let's just imagine. A celebrity radio superstar like yourself. The paparazzi are bothering me when I try and eat my tuna sandwich. Okay, all right, yeah. So, for real, ask me... Mm-hmm. Tell me about your problem, and I'll give you some real advice. Okay, a problem. Um, all right. Um, okay. 
some, sometimes I, I find myself letting people, you know, make fun of me and, and tease me probably more than I should, uh, just, just because I don't want to cut them off and, you know, risk maybe hurting their feelings. Uh, so w- what should I do with these people? Slip them the meatballs. Problem solved. Friendly advice to a lot of young men. Go to Tibet, ride a camel, read the Bible, dye your shoes blue, grow a beard, circle the world in a paper canoe, subscribe to the Saturday Evening Post, chew on the left side of your mouth only, Marry a woman with one leg and shave with a straight razor and carve your name in her arm. Brush your teeth with gasoline. Sleep all day and climb trees at night. Be a monk and drink buckshot and beer. Hold your head under water and play the violin. Do a belly dance before pink candles. Kill your dog, run for mayor. Live in a barrel, break your head with a hatchet, plant tulips in the rain, but don't write poetry. The other night I was, I was actually, I had fallen asleep on my couch. And um, I was—I had my phone right next to me, and it was, it was about 3.30 in the morning, and my, my phone rings, and I pick it up, and it's this guy, Ryan. I had worked with Ryan last summer at this store um, in Williamsburg, and Ryan is like a real rocker guy. Like, he has crazy hair. It's like really stylized and, and highlighted. And he also, um, he wears a knife around his neck that he wears it's open so it's like all day long his knife is poking him in the chest it's like a real knife it's a real it's a real knife and ryan and i kind of you know we became friends but we don't have a a history of chatting on the phone or even hanging out we've been at some parties together but that's about it this is the first time he's calling you on the phone yeah the first time ever it's late you know and it's and it was um it was a sunday night it wasn't even like it was Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so he calls me up and he says, hey, let's hang out. That's the first thing that he says to you? Yeah, that's what he says to me. Mm-hmm. 
But, um, and so he goes, well, do you want to come over right now? It's three in the morning. Obviously, this is not like we're not just going to hang out and eat pizza. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, to me, that all of a sudden then, it's a booty call. I was shocked by that because he and I have never even flirted, and he has a knife on his necklace, you know what I mean? It's like someone who's wearing a knife, it's like we're not going to have, we're not going to see eye to eye. So basically, I said to him, I think that you have me confused with someone else. Mm-hmm. So he said, no, I don't. I, I know who this is. And I said, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you have me confused. This is Shayna. He was like, I know who this is. Do you have my address? Do you want to come over? And I said, no, I'm not coming over. It's late. But to me, what was so um, shocking was mm-hmm. the fact that you can just call someone out of the blue and booty call them. Like, I thought that there was a booty call etiquette. Like, I always thought that there was certain parameters for mm-hmm. a booty call. Like, yeah. you know, like you had um, flirted or you had openly said to each other, like, I want to fool around with you, you know, but you just never got to. Mm-hmm. But it just seems to me like totally, totally out of the blue. Like, I, I guess it just... It blows my mind a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it just sort of like throws all the etiquette and everything that you feel like you knew about booty calls out the window. Yeah. Like it's free game, right? And and the thing is, like, I mean, then why would anyone do it any, any other way? Like, why would you then have to, like, take someone out to dinner or find something that you guys both like to do? Or, like, for me, like, if I ever like a guy, I just try and hang out at the bar that they go to a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. I spend all this money on drinks and then, like, schmoozing them and then, like, flirting with them and then seducing them. I mean, that takes so long. It takes so much energy. And, like, I've wasted then days of my life doing that. If I if I had known I could just call up someone and be like, do you have my address? Do you want to come over? That would have saved me a lot of time. So do you feel like you've been cheated? I do. I wish I had known. Um, and and have, have, have you ever made a booty call? I haven't, but actually, I did make in my journal. I made a list of the guys who I would booty call. Oh yeah, who are they? Um, there is this guy John. Uh huh. Lives in Brooklyn, and um, yes, I'd like to booty call him. Mm-hmm. And then there's this this other guy, Alex. He's got like a square jaw and some dimples, and I'd like to I'd like to booty call him. And and can you imagine some kind of technique that you would employ? Well. I, I imagine that I would just I just would call up and, and say, Hey look, you know, um I'd like to fool around with you any interest. You know, why not just put it put it right out there? Like telemarketing. Right. Do you wanna try it out? Yeah, I, mean, do, I would you, like I would like to try it. Do out. you want it? You want to test it out on me to see? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Um, you, what What time in the morning is it? I'm imagining this like wouldn't be like after dinner or something, right? No, like probably one thirty. Okay. Because I'm not quite as rock and roll as Ryan, so it's like I wouldn't yeah. wait till three. Who is? Yeah. So let's imagine it's one thirty. All right. And um and I'm calling you. Okay. And uh, I guess I would I just would start off with uh, hey. How's it going? Shayna? Yeah, how are you? I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm sorry. I, was, was, uh, I wasn't I was expecting to hear from you. It's a Wait, little Are late. you sleeping? I, I was sort of nodding off. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I could call you later, but I just think... No, is, 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 is everything okay? Everything is great, uh. but um, I don't know. This may sound a little strange, but I, I just, I feel like you and I have like a chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if, if you'd be interested in, in a booty call. Like if, you know, can I come over? Wait, can I break character here for a second? Please. But you, I, I don't know if you actually, would you actually want to use the words booty call in the, in the actual booty call? Like, wouldn't that be getting a little too postmodern? Okay, like maybe Like it sounds you're like right. you're offering hors d'oeuvres or something. You know what I mean? I'm on your side here. I'm trying to help you out. No, this is great. Let me write this down. Another thing is, you know what I'm going to try? Actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to try again. But I, I think I'm going to try like a sexier voice. Oh, okay. That sounds great. Because I don't know if this voice would would score. Okay. Okay, so... um. I, I, um, I've been feeling kind of like you and I have, um, maybe some chemistry or some tension. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe you don't, you don't feel the same way, but I feel it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that maybe I could give you my address if you wanted to come over. C- come on over right now? Yeah. Gee, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I've got, I've got a pretty early morning. Um. Well, I mean... How often does this happen, though? In my life, never actually. Right, exactly. So, well, what are we talking about? Like, I can expect like full body massage, ointment. Well, candles. maybe no ointment, but um, I mean, if you're open to it, I like. Well, I like to brush brush guys' teeth. And like, what are you talking about? Like with a toothbrush? Yeah, with a toothbrush. Like toothpaste. And toothpaste. What, is there something wrong with my? No, not at all. It's not. It's not about that. It's a. Mm-hmm. I just. I think it's sexy to if I can brush someone else's teeth. To brush my teeth. Yeah, and you. Know, I have actually. I have some extra toothbrushes, so you don't even have to bring one. Oh. Um. That's convenient. Yeah, and I have soft bristles and medium. Mm-hmm. Um. And so we could choose something that works for you, and then you know, we take it from there. Just a night of, of, of sensuousness and uh, and dental hygiene. Yeah. I mean, if you want, I could split cab fare with you. That, that, that's very gentlemanly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on my way. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's great. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, well, I'll see you soon. All right, great. Okay. Uh, do, do you need me to bring anything? You hungry? Um, can you bring over a babka? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's not sexy at all. Yeah. Was that helpful? Yeah, that was great. Yeah? I don't think it would be that easy, though. You don't think so? No. Why, you think it's going to take, like, convincing? I feel like it would. I feel like, like some. What would, some, what would someone say? Like, no, I don't think so. I Like, what would someone say? I don't know. And that's the thing that bothers me about mm-hmm. it is, like, why would someone turn that down? Like, it seems to me like they should just be into it. When someone's looking back on their life, they're thinking, you know what? It's going to be a fun thing to remember. It's a good story. Something to tell the grandkids. Right. That, to me, would make it worthwhile. But, you know, by then, like, you know, in the future, generations to come, it might be a point where, like, we'll have, like, chips in our brains, and all you have to do is, like, sort of, like, think about uh, someone. You know what I mean? Right. And they'll be at your door. Well, can I just say, I only wish. I don't know about you, but it's like, I have so much to do. I uh, Yeah. 
I have so much going on. Yeah. And not that I don't want romance to be a part of it, but it's like, honestly, it takes so much effort to get the little stuff that you want. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, if you could just get it by thinking of someone, they show up at your door. That would be awesome. Think, and show up with a pizza. Yeah, exactly. Or vodka. Show up with a pizza. Yeah. You know, we eat, we brush, and then we fool around. Sounds good. Booty, 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 booty. On Wiretap today, you heard Gregor Ehrlich and Shana Feinberg from f-berg.org. You also heard Friendly Advice to a Lot of Young Men by Charles Bukowski. Wiretap is written and performed by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Mira Bertwintonic, Wendy Dore, and Carolyn Warren. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at 1, 4 Pacific Time, and Friday evening at 8.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Reach us through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap.